Hello, this is Sandra Hindman, founder and president of Les Enlumineurs. We specialize in manuscripts, miniatures, historic jewelry, and other small-scale works of art from the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. Welcome, and please enjoy today's podcast. Hello, Les Enlumineurs listeners. Today, we're going to talk about the history of an exciting fair that opens tonight, Thursday, March 31st, and which will be open to the public through April 10th. At the end of the episode, we'll hear from our founder and president, Sandra Heinemann, who will discuss just how we originally began participating in the Winter Show. But before that, I'm going to tell you about the history of the fair and how it's evolved into the show that it is today. The Winter Show began as a philanthropic endeavor by two young antiques dealers, John Beeler and Henry Coger, as a fundraiser for the Eastside House settlement. On Monday, January 24, 1955, the fair opened at the 7th Regiment Armory with 100 dealers from the East Coast. The East Side House is, today, a nonprofit organization in the South Bronx that creates an aids and program serving local children and families, and which also focuses on community development. The nonprofit focuses mostly on education as a tool that enables people to create economic and civic opportunities for themselves or their families or community. Their focus is on critical developmental periods, early childhood and adolescence, and also on critical life junctures, which by that they mean the points at which people are determined to become economically independent. So among many other important roles, Eastside House contributes to enriching the public school system in the Bronx through its philanthropic endeavors. The word philanthropy derives from the ancient Greek phrase philanthropia, meaning, roughly, to love people. Today, the concept of philanthropy includes the act of voluntary giving by individuals or groups to promote the common good. It also refers to the formal practice of grant making by foundations to nonprofit organizations like the Winter Show to the Eastside House. The United States today has a strong culture of philanthropy. However, it wasn't until after the Civil War that the style of modern business philanthropy began to form. Until then, charity was a mostly fragmented endeavor, driven largely by religious groups and characterized by almsgiving and volunteerism that aimed at assisting the immediate problems of the usually poor and urban population. At the end of the 19th century, charities started taking a more systematic approach to the work of improving social conditions and adopted the type of management methods that were gaining a following in the business world. Of course, you may know that World War I and II greatly contributed to the culture of common philanthropy that's developed in the United States. During World War I, Americans gave more than $400 million in gifts and membership dues to the Red Cross in connection with the war, signaling the growth of grassroots funding and the democratization of giving. There was no longer only the wealthy elite who gave, but also the average person. This culture of generosity and gifting has continued to this day. 
It is the origin of our many grassroots campaigns and has allowed the independent music, film, podcast, and other creative industries to survive in the digital age and even to thrive in it through subscription and donation sites like Patreon. So, the 20th century also saw the unfolding of the Community Foundation Movement, a combination of the rising forces of scientific philanthropy, grant-making foundations, and collective giving. This is the atmosphere where the East Side House developed. It is one of New York City's oldest nonprofit social service organizations, as it was founded in 1891. As an alternative to the large national foundations, community foundations allowed people of modest wealth to combine their money for local philanthropic programs, ultimately changing the profile of many mid-size and large cities, which began to share wealth and contribute to a sense of equitable city living. Giving was also spurred by the 1917 passing of legislation that allowed Americans to take tax deductions for their charitable gifts as a way to avoid the personal income tax laws passed four years earlier. By the end of the 1950s, the Winter Show was seen as the leading philanthropic fundraising event in the United States. In 1970, the show's first catalog was produced and the fair hosted a loan show of 19th century American paintings and objects from the Metropolitan Museum of Art, reflecting a focus on American art at the fair. In 1993, the vetting process that is still in use today was introduced, and the fair's annual loan exhibitions promote the collections of American museums that, of course, include museums such as the Metropolitan Museum of Art, the New York Historical Society, the Corning Museum of Glass, and the Peabody Essex Museum. As I just said, today all works are vetted by a committee of about 150 experts for authenticity, date, and condition. This year is an unusual year for the Winter Show, as for the first time, the exhibition is not being held in the Park Avenue Armory due to delays from the COVID pandemic. Instead, the Winter Show has gone on. The 68th edition of the show now takes place at 660 Madison Avenue, which was the former flagship location of Barney's New York, following the postponement of the January show that was slated for the Park Avenue Armory. Next year, in 2023, the show will return to the Park Avenue Armory, so be sure to attend this year's historic event outside of the regular exhibition venue. The 2022 edition of The Winter Show features over 60 exhibitors across four floors of 660 Madison Avenue's iconic building, presenting museum-quality works that span art, antiques, and design, from antiquities to contemporary art. The booths are arranged non-chronologically, allowing for a lively exchange across time periods, regions, artists, and makers. The show includes a number of thematic presentations and specially curated displays in collaboration with notable designers and gallerists. This is perhaps my favorite aspect of the Winter Show, the diverse and unexpected connections made between different booths. You can find Les Numiers at the fair this year on the first floor of the show in booth 111. Our exhibit will showcase a collection of outstanding manuscripts and leaves, 
Alongside our important antique jewelry, we will premiere our new collection of revival jewels together with a newly published catalog on the subject of revivals. We also have a podcast episode titled Time, Desire, and Revival Jewels that reviews some of the themes in our Revival Jewels exhibition and discusses medieval theories of time. Although originally called the Winter Antiques Show, this name has faded from fashion in favor of the simpler, more straightforward title, The Winter Show. This is in part because the show began to diversify, becoming both an international exhibition and an exhibition including a range of works from hand-carved wooden toys to Renaissance and Baroque paintings to Art Nouveau and even to our medieval manuscripts. Although the Winter Show bills itself as the, quote, leading art, antiquities, and design fair in America, in fact, Today, the Winter Show is run very much in the style of an art fair, with booths for galleries, and I would argue that the Winter Show has really fully transitioned to an art fair. The term antiques show calls up images of Victorian bazaars, but the Winter Show is a high-end art show that expands the arts to include all visual arts, showing off important objects of material culture and objects that have previously been classified as decorative arts. The evolution of the Winter Show into an art fair reflects a trend toward visual studies and diversity in the expanding field of art history. So now, let's hear from our founder and president, Sandra Hindman, who reveals the dedicated work and chance social connections behind Les Lumineurs' participation in the Winter Show, which began with our participation, actually, in the San Francisco Fall Antiques Show. Shortly after I opened my gallery in the Louvre des Antiquaires in Paris in September 1991, a jolly man from San Francisco walked in. We started talking and he was a collector, though not of medieval manuscripts. He was also one of the big supporters of the San Francisco Fall Antiques Show held every year in October at Fort Mason Center Michael Weller was his name, now sadly deceased. Michael said, you must do our show. We have nothing quite like this in the show. And it turned out there was a tiny booth still available at the very back of the show. Well, my parents lived in the Bay Area, so off I went. What a show that was, organized by the indomitable Toby Rose, with an opening spread fit for a three-star Parisian restaurant. In the daytime, we could watch the sea lions off the pier. And clients, did I meet clients, and form collections. 30 years later, they are still among my friends and have splendid collections. Thank you, Sandra. So the San Francisco Fall Antiques Show, which is now called the San Francisco Falls Show since its name change in both 2016 and 2019, was established in 1982, making it the oldest continually operating international antiques show on the West Coast. 
Today, the San Francisco show features about 70 international art, antiques, and design dealers. It has a designer vignette exhibition, lecture series, book signings, and related parties. But now back to Sandra, who will, I hope, connect the San Francisco Fall Antique Show with the Winter Show. You wonder why this long introduction on the San Francisco Show? Well, serendipity often determines events in one's life, and so it was with the Winter Show. Joan Mervis, the noted dealer of Japanese art, exhibited in those years at the San Francisco Show. She also exhibited at the Winter Show, which was then, in the 1990s, dominated by American arts and furniture. So Joan came to my booth in San Francisco and said, why don't you do the Winter Show? There is nothing quite like this. At the time, the Winter Show was trying to become more international with a wider range of art and objects. Well, as chance would have it, there was, once again, a tiny booth at the rear of the show where it was freezing all the time. The subsequent year, we moved to a larger, more centrally located booth, and for many years, we were next to Joan Mervis. That was dangerous, since I also collect Japanese prints, and there's a lot of downtime at a fair for shopping. The winter show has been good to us. I've met many clients, I see friends, former students, and colleagues from museums. New Yorkers may go to Europe, to London and Paris for auction sales, but they sleep in their beds in New York and they buy art here. Plus, the Winter Show has always had significant international attendance, and I've met people from all over, from Europe, from South America, from Canada. So here we are again at the Winter Show. After two years of virtually no shows, what does the future hold for art fairs? Our collectors now used to shopping online, browsing virtual viewing rooms, or will they come back to in-person events? Nothing substitutes, at least in my field, for looking carefully at art in person chatting at length with an expert as you turn the pages of a manuscript, not with an on-screen device, but holding it in your hands. I'm optimistic. Come one, come all. It's a new old world. Thank you, Sandra, for that enlightening discussion of the personalities involved with the Winter Show. That wraps up our episode for today, but remember, you can come see us this week in New York. The Winter Show contributes its proceeds to such an excellent cause, and we are very proud to participate in its contributions to funding education and community programs for residents of the Bronx and Northern Manhattan. The opening night party will be held on Thursday, March 31st from 5 to 9 p.m. The Young Collectors Night will be held on Thursday, April 7th from 6 to 9. And Connoisseurs Night will take place on Friday, April 8th from 5.30 to 8 p.m. You can visit the Winter Show website for additional details about special events. 
Again, regular hours for the Winter Show 2022 will be held at 660 Madison Ave, and that's on 61st Street, and will be open daily at noon, although closing times may vary throughout the exhibition. Our New York Gallery on 73rd Street will be open throughout the duration of the Winter Show as well, so please stop by to see our exhibition there. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast and even to share this podcast on social media or with a friend who might enjoy the episode's topic. You can reach out with your comments and questions through our social media at Les Lumineers. Thanks for listening. 